to the first episode of Talking Flicks, which is brought to you by Too Many Flicks. Um, I am your host, Ben Jenkins, and I am with the boss, the myth, the legend, my co-host. What up? It's Ian here, Ian gonzalez Muntner. Uh It's good to be here. We're going to yeah, talk some flicks, as our name might suggest. It is. Uh, yeah, you know, we started this endeavor, I think, last year. And uh, mm-hmm. so we've been uh, trying to figure out how to do this, the best way to get it to you. Uh, hopefully in the future, we'll have more things, more... Uh, media forms of media even talking about games and we'll divulge into tv and all these other things but right now we got this podcast and uh we want your feedback at the end uh, certainly yeah yeah tell us what uh works what doesn't work leave comments if you think our voices sound terrible also say that if you love them also say that so uh, we are definitely here to uh get the ball rolling and we, we just think as two people who casual moviegoers and lovers of the craft both being actors that we just thought it's important to share our thoughts and and hopefully you can vibe with that as well yeah i absolutely agree uh you know we got a lot of opinions uh maybe you'll agree with them maybe you don't you know and uh that's fine. That's You're entitled cool. to yours, even if they're wrong. Yeah, yeah. And they're probably wrong. Yeah. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so... That's and, why you're going to give us the negative feedback, right. so our heads don't get too big. That's what we're looking <laughs> forward to, really. Probably. Uh, okay, so let's uh, get it cracking. Uh, a lot of new things. and Brand new year. Um, mm-hmm. The Super Bowl just dropped with yep. plenty of uh, new trailers and announcements mm-hmm. uh, contained within its... Uh, rather lackluster four quarters. Oh, that game was terrible. Was I don't even know game. football, and I right. thought it was bad. I was oh, upset for everyone. Did you go and see it? Uh, I was working, but we had it on in the background, and everybody at my bar uh, were rooting for the Rams. Well, of course, because everyone hates Tom Brady yeah. and Bill Belichick and the Patriots, period. Boston is just a terrible town. And to the, to the three of those folks that are listening that are Patriots fans, uh, <laughs> from what I understand, fuck you. Yeah, I don't know just, though. I did, that's just how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> yep. Uh, fuck you. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, a lot of new Super Bowl uh, ads, a lot of new commercials and trailers dropped. A couple of the trailers dropped today, which is mm. um, pretty important. Today is Thursday, of course. Um, what is today's date actually? Today's date. It's actually uh, the seventh of February. We're lucky number seven. This on the seventh of February. Uh, one of those trailers that dropped today, which was a surprise to me when I woke up, was uh, the Shaft trailer starring Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Regina Hall, and Jesse Usher. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Ian, did you see, did you watch the first Shaft? I think we saw it together, actually. So, we? I've never seen the first Shaft. Oh, well, yeah. I've, I've seen <laughs> I the 2000 Shaft. Uh <laughs> I feel the need to clarify that because right, I know right. that we're gonna have at least one old timer that's like these motherfuckers <laughs> don't know don't know shit. <laughs> talking about the first shaft come out in two thousand, like <laughs> get it together. But no, I've yeah, definitely yeah. we watched together uh, the first Samuel L. Jackson oh, headed it is shaft. My duty to please that booty. <laughs> Which why wasn't that the tagline? I don't know. Think that over. I don't know. That's hilarious. I think that's. The best part of that whole film, uh, <laughs> you know, Christian Bell's in that movie too, which what? is crazy. Yeah, he's the no. protagonist. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, he's the he's the gangster. I think they have to uh, 
Yeah, they got to take him down. That's what I remember um, from the story. So it wasn't great. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't bad either. Um, but this trailer, I, I, you know, it got me interested, and I didn't think I would be interested in Shaft. It looks. I, it looks fun. Like I think yeah. they they know what they're working with. Right. Um, they know how ridiculous this fucking movie is. Right? They know how ridiculous right. it is, and I think just the title alone. Uh, gets that across because it's not like Shaft the Return. Like they <laughs> no. want you to forget that the 2000 Shaft even happened because it's just called Shaft. I know. 2019 parentheses. I don't even beep that. That is hilarious. Like they don't. They don't want us to think about the other one. Not at all. That's not what I'm all. getting. I, I think you're right because usually they you know tail in with Shaft and like you said the Return of Shaft. That's uh, right. Number two. You know, two shafts equals one ball. I don't know. Nope. Like, I don't. <laughs> I don't have no idea. But yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> that is something um, that I think is something that you might overlook. It, uh, I think just from the description alone that it could be a, a fun time. And Samuel Jackson right now is like hitting things out of the park. Yeah, he's definitely. Right. He's been in his stride for like two decades now, yeah, but like but now it's just like one of his recent like, you know, he has a Samuel Jackson is like an ebb and flow to his career, like most people, but it's de it's like definite with Sam. Like you have Sam Jackson in like um what was it Snakes on the Plane? Sam Jackson which is good, but it's not his greatest. It's work. campy, it's yeah. Campy, but yeah. then you have like I think the past two to three years, Sam Jackson is really just. And it, you know, could have been helped. Uh, I think the Marvel properties helped Sam Jackson as well. Which, oh yeah, I, and now he's getting like yeah. that bigger role in Captain Marvel. It exactly. looks like he's yeah. gonna oh. actually be a very prominent character. Or should I say, uh, Sam Jackson helped the Marvel uh, properties? That's more accurate. <laughs> That's, Absolutely, yeah, right. yeah. Like Marvel wasn't shit right. until yeah, Nick yeah, Fury yeah. stepped That's on screen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, I think that one uh, might. Take people by surprise. I don't know, Ian. Uh, what do you think? Um, the release date is the fourteenth of July. Do you do you see this movie making a decent amount of money at the box office? You know, uh, I have June fourteenth. I don't know if I if I I'm looking at wrong. the wrong thing. I might be wrong. Uh, regardless, though, they think it's going to be a summer blockbuster. Right. Uh -huh. Like that's the that's the reason that they're dropping it then. Uh, and I think it's I think it's got that built-in base. You know, they they're definitely. Uh, Doing some uh, like callbacks to the the original original series mm -hmm. that I think will bring in those old timers that'll be grateful to have like a new shaft to share with the younger generation. Be like, oh man, like you're gonna have to check this out with me. Like you know, so I think, and they definitely seem to try to be blending that uh, that dynamic of bringing in like a younger, fresh blooded audience right. to this. Uh, this franchise that's been around for quite some time and is rather prolific. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, before there was Luke Cage, there was Shaft. I'm not sure about that. I don't know how. I'm <laughs> <laughs> research. I'm just talking. It, it feels right. It feels like before there was Luke Cage, there was Shaft. That should have been part of the uh, promotional material. But uh, Ian, you are right. It is June the 14th. Okay. And I don't know what it opens against. That time we can uh, we'll further uh, we can look it, up but, June releases in a minute uh, in a minute but I think um, Shaft could have legs I think I don't think it will be number one in the box office but I think it will hover around four 
three or four. I think it will make its money back and possibly some. I extra. think it'll turn a profit. I think it'll turn I would, a profit. Um, I would be surprised if it didn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it'll be like the uh, Uncle Drew effect. Uncle Drew kind of hovered around that area. And I have to confess, well. I did not see Uncle Drew. It's fun. Uncle Drew is pretty fun. Man. That's like, about what was, I expected yeah, from they it. They knew exactly what type of movie they were making. So I can always appreciate what a filmmaker does. That, I know? think that's important, yeah. Right, 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 right. Uh, so, yeah. I think, I think that it's, a, it's interesting that they are going to bring back the OG Shaft, the Shaft before Samuel L. Jackson right. I, in I the grandfather role. He was in the 2000 Shaft, too, I'm pretty sure. Was he really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. I'm not I'm misremembering so much. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, it was not the most memorable film. I'm sorry for all you uh, mother lovers who love themselves in Shaft 2000 whenever it came out, but uh, I... It, it was it was okay. It wasn't great. Like, come on, you have to be. You gotta be realistic. You gotta be realistic. Come on now. Yeah. Like, come on now. You might love it, but you got to know it was just I. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, that could be a big surprise. Uh, I don't know if we, I would necessarily call it a sleeper. I think it will hit around uh, three or four in, in box office, and then after that. Uh, a trailer that just dropped was the Stephen King adaptation um, of Pet Cemetery. Yeah, another reboot. This it's is a reboot. It's that that age in cinema where it's all right. they're all just refreshing and refurbishing. Not a lot of OG stories. It's either a spinoff, reboot, or just a sequel. Yeah. Right now, but to be fair, this trailer looked pretty cool. I mean, Jason Clark is in it, and. Um, He's kind of had he's had a few misses. Yeah, he was in uh, Terminator Genesis or Genesis. Oh Jesus! <laughs> and um, which was yeah, he's terrible. he's got that face that's like right. yeah, I know this dude, but yeah, yeah, why? Yeah. But and, we, exactly like he was in Zero Dark Thirty. Oh, that's that's, that's exactly it. Yeah, I've got it right he here. Was yeah, really, really solid in that. And after that, it's just been okay i mean he's been doing work just looking at his page right here like consistently like yeah, yeah, yeah one yeah. film a year and to be fair uh, we have to give a shout out to the uh the apes franchise too he was in yep. that as well and, and that movie is phenomenal i believe he was in the second installment dawn of the planet dawn of, the, of apes. the planet of the apes yep. and he was he was really good so um yeah i mean this being a reboot that i don't think anyone truly asked for but we're getting it. Um, cause I'm I pretty, think... Yeah, you good. I just feel like... So a lot of Stephen King stuff is getting that, that treatment, especially right. with the success of It, mm-hmm. and like how that kind of became a whole cultural phenomenon all over again. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that it's the wrong time to remake a, a Pet Cemetery film. You know, we're in this more grittier, grounded uh, style of filmmaking than... Perhaps we were when the original came out in like I think it was like eighty nine or something, and basically in the eighties. All I remember from that movie is don't go up there. Oh some, my god! Yeah, some, yeah, some strange things happening up there. Yeah, and like <laughs> that, like you know, again to contrast that with the trailer that just dropped recently, um, the dude who's like the foreboding older man is like actually kind of scary yeah. he's not like John comical Lithgow, i mean you can't yes yeah, yeah. so you can't yeah. um <laughs> i think it looks good and i think they're really tapping into something that king uses a lot with his writing which is yeah. um 
the wild, frightening side of nature. Right. Uh, in the in the trailer specifically, we see a lot of like shots of just like foliage and greenery, just a uh, very untamed wilderness uh, for the most part. And he really draws a lot of his horror from that. I feel you on that. A lot of those shots did also remind me, um, those brief glimpses, uh, glimpses that we had reminded me of the It trailer. It's very much the same. Kind of snappy? Same, yeah, kind of snappy. Just even the environment alone. I was like, oh, this has a, uh, a familiar feel to it. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. I would, maybe I'm just tweaking. Maybe I'm just... Uh, projecting that onto this filmmaker but i thought it was pretty cool um but also um let's see people tend to forget that yes with it there was a hit and it made tons of money mm-hmm. but also dark tower came out a couple yes. months before which was a cautionary tale <laughs> shall we say it was it was uh it was kind of trash but, you know, you hit, you have a hit, you have a miss, you have a, for every carry, there's an it. For every um, Dark Tower, hopefully, there's a pet cemetery. So, there we go with that. But something that isn't dead, a franchise that isn't dead, or... Surprisingly, you know, though, can we talk about how this franchise just won't fucking it die? Won't drop die. Drop the I, knowledge. You know, uh, Hobbs and Shaw, I'm uh, sorry, Fast and the Furious presents... Hobbs and Shaw. Which, how are you going to do that? <laughs> how are you going to be like, this isn't in the franchise, right. but the franchise itself is presenting? Like, no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is the movie that Therese and The Rock got into it about because, I, now I could be wrong, but the, this was also rumored. Like, The Rock and Vin Diesel, they were beefing because they were, I think The Rock wanted to do a spinoff and they were like, fuck you, no, you can't do a spinoff. Could be wrong. I don't think so. Interesting. But uh, it's it's very interesting. Uh, Itch's Alba is also in this as Which Super Negro. caught uh, my eye. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. He what? That's what he is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be party to that, man. Right. I, I... <laughs> he's, 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 he's the Super Negro. What are three characteristics about him? He's strong, and he's black, and he's British. Uh, super is he deep. British in the film? I haven't... He is. He actually... Okay. I feel like recently, after, like, Luther, like, was a hit, a lot of, like, publicists are, like, casting uh, directors were like, interest, just use your accent now. You can totally use it now. Like, that's amazing. You did such a great work on Luther. Use the accent. Because yeah. he's been using it a lot more, like, in Pacific Rim. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah. That, so, what do you think about this film, man? What do you What do you think about this trailer? Like, all right. So, I, I gotta say, I have not seen the trailer with sound, right. which a lot is gonna make a lot of people pause and be like, "What the fuck are you doing talking about it?" Then, <laughs> um, I was at work. First of all, motherfuckers, artists gotta eat. Sometimes we gotta we do, do our day we jobs. Gotta, we do. Yeah. Um, when I first saw it, I swear to God, it was. An Expendables film. I was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense of it being like an Expendables reboot. Just from the looks of it. That makes sense. Yeah. The, rewatch the trailer. Right. And then... I'll watch it without sound, too. That yes. Makes, yeah. Rewatch the trailer and lip-read your own bad interpretations onto what they're saying. Right. And I swear to God, they said, we're doing an Expendables movie? We're doing an Expendables movie. I reckon we're going to do an Expendables movie. It's what it looked like to me. I was like, oh, wow, they're doing an Expendables movie with just these three folks. And then the Fast and Furious thing popped up. 
And I was like, first of all, there didn't look like there were very many fucking cars. Right. Which was like the point right. of Fast and Furious. <laughs> Second of all, like you, you found this description where they talk about how Idris Alba has superpowers. Right. You can't just introduce that into a well-established franchise. Right. That's like Harry Potter in book six being like, oh, and by the way, like they forgot about <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> Can you imagine? Voldemort's would, Horcrux is a Velociraptor, by the way. Who would deliver that news in Harry Potter? Though? Oh, Just God. Uh, what character would deliver that news? That would be... It'd be Mad-Eye Moody, I think. <laughs> you don't know about this, Harry, but we need to go to Jurassic Park. And it turns out he's related to John Hammond, and it's right, all just it's a mess. Weird, it's weird, it's weird, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we always knew Jeff Goldblum was a wizard anyway, you know? <laughs> Ian Malcolm has secretly just been, like, keeping an eye on things. Right, right, wait, let me read the description of this film. Really. Read it, read it, read it for the folks. Uh, hulking lawman Luke Hobbs teams up with lawless operative Deckard Shaw to battle a genetically enhanced terrorist, Super Negro, who has superhuman strength. <laughs> August the second, two thousand nineteen. <laughs> now, oh my god! So you give me that release date, and it, it does interest me uh, because mm-hmm. it's technically still summer, right. but it's at such a tail end of summer that I, I feel like whoever's uh, distributing or publishing it isn't a hundred percent confident that this is going to be. A, a true summer blockbuster, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I think they chose a very safe spot to release it. There's, like, you got all your big hits out of the way. You've got uh, Avengers in April. You've got uh, pretty much anything really contending to be the summer blockbuster is going to be in that, like, April to July pocket. And then August is, like, the tail end of that. Right, yeah. yeah. So when you, re- when you read that off to me, it, it just, it really caught my ear that they chose... Uh, the tail end of summer. I'm like, okay, like, you either are not confident about the product or you're not confident about the product when stacked against the other lineup. Well, it is, uh, it has some hot competition in August. Or the Explorer uh, (laughs) is going to be out in in August 2nd, actually. Uh, New Mutants, which I have heard from sources, um, and by sources I mean reading and researching online, uh, <laughs> but no one I know, I don't know anyone, uh, saying that New Mutants may be a heaping pile of crap, and I believe that is actually, I believe the New Mutants may have been bought by Netflix as well, now I could be completely wrong on that. Interesting. I don't, I don't yeah, it seems to be in some sort of a, like, release hell, Yeah, from what I'm seeing. But, uh, I think you are absolutely right on that, uh, assumption that the filmmakers didn't want to risk putting it in the heart of summer. I think, definitely with the lineup on that day alone tells me that this movie is going to be huge. I think... I think Fast and Furious, I'm willing to say, I don't, I don't know, I, I think it's going to make a lot of money. I, I really, and I think it's going to last for a long time in, in, um, in theaters as well as number one. I mean, you have scary stories to tell in the dark on the 9th 
of August. But that is really the only film that I can see taking it down. Like, honestly. Like, there's a lot of crap in August. And that's that's kind of weird. Like, this August is not loaded with any big blockbusters besides Which, Han Shop. That That's like... What, that's why I feel like they wanted to release it then is because they recognized right. that with the star power in it right. alone uh, with Dwayne Johnson and uh, Jason Statham and Itris Alba you already have a draw from those three folks and there's a bunch of uh, smaller people in these other uh, August lineups that I, I, I think they just felt it was like the only safe place that they could release it mm-hmm. and still possibly turn a profit. I honestly think that with uh, Avengers Endgame uh, being released in April, like there's a great deal of time between that release and Hobbs and Shaw, but I think that it's going to dominate the box office still. Oh, yeah. I don't see Hobbs and Shaw taking uh, the number one slot uh, their opening weekend. Really? I think... If you look at like how uh, Infinity War went, like just how consistently in the longevity of its box office success, right. if Endgame approaches even in like a fraction of that, it will still like pretty much dominate the box office the whole summer. And when it uh, the whole summer, so you think that it'll be in theaters for that long? I do, I do, yeah. I uh, can see that. I can see that. I mean, w- with nothing else really. I don't know, man. I think. I think. I think. That is when we'll see in-game dropping off to number two, number three. Personally, I think Hobbs and Shaw not only will make a ton of money here because it's something, it is still Fast and the Furious, but it's fresh-ish that it's not the same cast. So that fatigue is not quite set in with this film because it's a spinoff. I think it will make a lot of money here. I think it will make even more money um, internationally, which is where Fast and the Furious usually makes all of its money anyway. That makes sense. Let me ask you this. Do you think that this will be the only one that Idris Elba does? Will they actually wrap up his character? Or do you think they're going to set it up for sequels? Oh. Knowing the Fast and the Furious franchise. Oh, dude. I want, you, I want you to ballpark for me how many sequels Hobbs and Shaw will get. Oh, God. Just a ballpark. Uh, I'll ballpark. Uh, I, think, I think we're looking at four to five Hobbs and Shaw films. I think given... Fast and Furious, that is probably an underestimate, even. You think it'll be eight Hobbs and Shaws? I think, I think we're going to get 12 Hobbs and Shaws, and it's going to be the Dirty Dozen, and they're fighting their clones. Oh, God, And that is the arc and endgame for the oh, Hobbs and Shaw Fast and Furious the, franchise. The, the Rock's going to be like 75 years old. It's going to be like, wait, it's going to take like some 10, 10 years off, right? And yeah. Like it's done. And then The Rock comes up from his retirement home with his cane and is like, I'm back. Yep. And Jason Statham like pops in his denture. He's like, all right, one more time. Like, you know, I don't know why he's Australian in my oh. accent, but that's what's happening all here. All right, I'll see you one more time. He went undercover in Australia in the 11th installment and you think that he's like gone for good as well. That's not a knife. Now that's a knife. <laughs> that's a knife. Yeah. <laughs> And it turns out that he actually was just Crocodile Dundee. That's how the that's legend started. I mean, at this point, the franchise can't get any more crazy, right? I guess not, no. Not oh, with super-powered God. terrorists. I, you know, I don't think it's just Alba. Uh, I, 
I, I, I don't think he'll be back. I think they'll wrap it up. But there's a possibility that he might join the gang. And it might be Hobbs, Shaw, and what whoever Idris Elba is playing. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think... Um, I think it'll have legs. I think it will be a success, and I think my estimate four to five, maybe six films, use twelve is definitely doable. They don't care. They just want to make money. They don't right. How great it is, but uh, I do agree <coughs> that it will be multiple iterations. But um, let's talk about real quick a trailer that yeah, I think is on everyone's mind, um, especially with the release of the documentary on Netflix, the Ted Bundy tapes. Mm, uh, yeah. This Ted Bundy trailer. Um, what do you think about that? What's your take on that? Because I have a lot of opinions. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it was interesting to say the least. Um, I think that the feel of the trailer the uh the atmosphere that they create is mm-hmm. going to be uh like a red herring like we're gonna get into the actual film when you're sitting there on the night that it drops and it's not going to be this uh fun snappy fast-paced thing if they do that i think it would be a mistake thematically mm-hmm. i think that this is a pretty good uh marketing uh, tactic. They dropped this trailer right around the time that Netflix dropped their documentary about the Ted Bundy mm-hmm. tapes. Right. There's all that buzz going. They're like, great, let's do it. Um, Zach Afron being cast as Ted Bundy, I think, is very good. He actually, they do a good job of making him look eerily similar sans unibrow, <laughs> which, like, I guess I get, but you can't, you can't just remove the unibrow. Like, uh, that's like the unibrow is a character. All on its own. You can't yep. get rid of it. Yeah. You can't. A lot of people say he drew his power from his that unibrow. unibrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I think the trailer uh, is going for a lot of shock value. Um, I think that they do want to upset people uh, and get them talking, and it's working as a as a as a um, promotional tactic because that is how I heard about the trailer. Was I saw someone posting. Uh, on social media about how they were upset that this uh, new film purportedly will glorify uh, a man who is essentially a monster. Right, right. But I don't think that they're going to do that in the actual film. I think that that they're smarter than that. I hope that they're smarter than that, I suppose. You would hope. It does... I would would say it does, like, make me cautiously optimistic about the film i i I think the music choice is a little off i don't Mm, necessarily mm -hmm. think the editing is terrible i just think the music would i would have gone with a music from that period maybe um even though i think this is slightly earlier than that like uh the zombies the time of the season or like um the animals uh misunderstood something along those lines still creepy but yet fun like it's still yeah. kind of embodies his character. Uh, it's got like a rhythm to yeah, it. Charismatic sort of. attitude and this cavalier like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't kill these women. I right. killed the women, Ted. Like, uh, right. But I get him being charming because that is who Ted Bundy was. He was very charming. It's eerily, uh, something very eerie, something very strange about how charming he was. And like he was kind of a heartthrob in that time too. Uh, you know, I, yeah, yeah, that's the, when you watch the Netflix yeah. documentary, that is the, like, almost common denominator among 
um, everything that's said about him is that pretty much every person is like, you know, he was educated, he was handsome, and while uh, by today's standards that may not necessarily be true, right. we have to keep in mind that uh, it is almost a period piece in a sense, because like, uh, in the late 60s, like no one thought that a killer could look like that. Everyone expected the killer to look like some sort of ravenous monster. And you put up this person who has a, a, a degree in psychology, who is working their way through law school, and people just think, like, that. there's no way that, like, an educated person could be capable of such a thing. When, in reality, I think that's what uh, probably changed a lot of American pop culture is when people realized, like, oh, no, like, monsters can look just like us. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it, it doesn't matter who it is. It really, I think, is probably going to be, hopefully, an insight and, and, and an analysis of, like, what makes a killer. Like, it could be you, mm, it could mm-hmm. be me, it could be, it's almost like, this is a weird parallel, but it's almost like Into the Spider-Verse. Whereas, like, okay, it take matter. me on this journey oh, that okay. you're going on. It doesn't on. matter who's behind the mask, because you know anyone can be Spider-Man. I was like, it doesn't matter who's behind the mask. It's a different side anyone of the coin, but thematically, I get it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I see. I see where you're going with that. You, you see where I'm going? It's yeah. a stretch. It's a. It's a. Yeah, but it, it's a different side of the coin. <laughs> it's just. The, it's just on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah like it was fantastic though. Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, so good. I've I've said it to pretty much. Yeah. Anyone who will listen to me, and even a few who won't because they walk away as I say it. Uh, <laughs> Sony really shot themselves in the foot by making Into the Spider-Verse because there will never be a Spider-Man that, that, that is that good again. Mm-mm. And like, okay. I, Is it better than the second Rami, Sam Raimi Spider-Man? It's better than any Spider-Man film that I've ever seen. And I fucking, I fucking love the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Even the third one, Fight Me, Internet. Oh, don't at me, bro. It's really bad, but it's so good. It's like a good bad. Right. Like, everyone hates on the dance sequence. Right. Motherfucker, wow. if you're a super-powered person with, like, super reflexes, you know you're going to be tearing it up somewhere. <laughs> and I think that was refreshing to see. And the fact that they referenced that in Into the Spider-Verse was amazing. With just like that one quip, like, you know, we don't talk about that. But I wanted to talk about it, so I just did. Well, you got some hot takes here on uh, Talking Flicks. Ian saying that he enjoyed the third Spider-Man. I That's not right. you there, but uh, I'm I, sure somebody listening... I will like, die on this hill. <laughs> he will die on this hill. Like, don't add him, bro. Do not add him. Uh, speaking of animated films, by the way, I think, but before we transition and move on, I think Into the Spider-Verse definitely is going to win Best Animated Film. Oh, it has to. It has to. It has to. Although I can see, just by the nature of the Oscars, um, something like The Incredibles 2 winning, um, just because of the Oscars. We know how it is. Sometimes, I That's believe, true. It's a couple of years ago, um, Kubo and the Two Strings should have easily won, and I believe something else won that year. I can't remember i will have to look it up but uh that was kind of a slap in the face and there's a few times where i thought dreamworks um how to train your dragon should have been the declared winner was snubbed i think but other than that they're pretty good but it wouldn't surprise me if the incredibles 2 squeaked out because they are huge marks for um pixar they just are. They, yeah. They, they, they love it. 
Well, and that's honestly kind of a, a credit to Pixar. Uh, right. Inside Out is the one that beat... Uh, oh, Inside Out was good. See? It, yeah, that, it took the 2016 I, Oscar. Um, like, but Kubo was like stop motion, I think. Which was it was, crazy. yeah. Whoa, and it looked gorgeous, fun. yeah. Come on. It's, that's, that's a dicey thing, you know? Um, well, speaking of dicey, uh-oh, um... That was a ghost. This is a ghost sneeze. <laughs> ghost is sneezing everywhere. It, it just, it's just my wife. We're uh, we're doing this in our living room. Anyway, uh, we're <laughs> artists. We're uh, we're Poe. Okay, <laughs> Poe. Look, we don't have a lot of time. We Poe. This is why we're not doing videos right now. That's um, right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> speaking of dicey, and some people gave it flag for this uh, this trailer. And it's Pixar trailer, uh, Toy Story 4. Again, something mm. that I don't think people asked for. I, I personally don't do not want a Toy Story 4. I don't want it. I don't need it. I thought it wrapped up perfectly with 1, 2, and 3. The second one, this is my, this is an unpopular opinion, but I think the second one is the best Toy Story. I love the second one. Are I you think, kidding me? I think it's better than the third one. I understand yeah. I do. I, you know the third one. Third maybe one, I need to revisit the it. The third one's overrated. We said we have hot takes on talking flicks. That's, That's why right. you want to listen to us. Okay? It's called hot take talks flicks. Hot take. That's, That's it. That's the it. sound bite when you hot hear take. it. You know it's a hot take. You know it's a hot take. Can I get that sound bite one more time? Hot take. Awesome. <laughs> That's our hot take. That's Toy Story two better than Toy Story three. You know. I thought they should have died at the end. I know it's that really, was my thing. But you yeah, gotta teach kids about death. You know yeah, what I mean? At least like two or three. Like right. you can't. You throw twelve toys into a trash <laughs> compactor incinerator. Like you're not gonna get twelve toys out. That's the way I that think it would works. Have been meaningful. At least one or two died. I would have killed them all, ending a franchise, and we would all walk out. We wouldn't have Toy Story four. We'd be saved. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, this trailer. What did you think? I mean. Uh, Jordan Peele and Keegan-Michael Key are voicing... This is the only thing that interests me about yeah, this film, honestly. And I don't know how they're going to do it. Um, that's a lie. The other thing that interests me is the like spoon that gets a face drawn on it. That's and it has pretty, an existential crisis. I think that funny. that falls in line where, with like where a lot of us are right now. Mm. So those are the two aspects that do excite me. Yeah, um, it's just there's no buzz about this film like there was buzz about the third one because it was such a long wait really. right are we even getting a toy story 3 when it came out it was huge it did well in the box office but <clears> nobody <throat> and i mean absolutely no one asked for a fourth toy story this no the story is over the toy story is over it's dead leave it alone yeah i'm, I'm sorry like i don't i don't like what pigs art seems to be heading pigs art seems to be heading in a recycle uh rinse recycle you know rinse and recycle repeat it's just i i don't know maybe that's just me maybe i'm again i like to use this word tweaking but i i don't like that i i really don't like that uh i don't know maybe. i think we're gonna have to wait and see i think we're i think we're both uh justified in our cynicism right but Pixar has also had very few flubs. They have. Is they the have thing. Did car, they, did, they did a lot of Cars movies. They did a lot of Cars <laughs> Again, a lot of things that people didn't ask for. Um, Yo, low-key, 
when the third trailer for Cars came out, the, um, the trailer for the third film, pardon, came out, I was actually looking forward to it. It looked pretty yeah. cool. I was like, this seems like they might be taking the, the, um, the franchise in a new direction. Are you talking about planes? No, hell no. Planes. I forgot they even exist. Exactly. Like, there are flubs is the thing. There aren't a lot, but... Planes, that that was a movie that they made. They dared to make it. Someone wrote that. (sighs) Somebody wrote that. And they will never find work again. (laughs) If I have breath in my body, I will see to it that whoever wrote Planes... Hold on. Hold on. Who wrote planes? Because you know now that we have we have a we have a grudge, a, a life grudge. Uh, I gotta pull it up. I swear to God, I will make sure that Jeffrey M. Howard never Jeffrey works again. I'm coming for you, Jeff. You hear that? You hear that, I'm Jeff? Coming for you. You hear that, Jeff? He's coming for you. I might be coming for you too, dude. That movie's terrible. Right? Uh, if you, if. Your main star is Dane Cook. You need to get off the boat. Is he still alive? Is Dane Cook still alive? Let's take a look. (laughs) You know what? Once I edit his Wikipedia page, he won't be. Here we go. (laughs) Dane Cook. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Just like the movie Planes. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like there's a correlation. It's almost... All right, let's see if there are any other uh, movie trailers that we missed or we need to talk about now. Um, all right. I, I think that's all the ones that I thought caught my eye. I don't know if there is anything else that you might want to look at um, about in this instance, but I, I think... I think We covered are, a lot of the ground that I was interested in covering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that's it, folks. Um, but we do have a bit of movie news um, here. We, uh, believe the good folks at Empire This Is My Source said, and I quote, that WWZ, that's World War Z, the sequel was shut down. Um, now this was going to star Brad Pitt, who was starred in the first installment, and perhaps directed by David Fincher. Now, um, the reason for this shutdown and this cancellation right now is because of budgeting concerns. It was over budget. And apparently David Fincher is really particular about his budgets and wasn't going to budge. Pun intended. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Ian, I don't know. I I don't think neither one of us has read the books. I have the book. You have the book? Okay, well, that's close to nine. It sits on my bookshelf. And Uh, uh, every so often I pass by it and I go, I hear that's good. (laughs) From Avid... Book readers, they they say it's not even remotely the same story. Um, yeah, uh, so. from what I understand, the story in the book uh, is told from several perspectives, whereas in the movie we just get Brad Pitt looking good. <laughs> Fighting off some zombies. Fighting off them zombies, you know, injecting <laughs> himself with, I think, smallpox. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think he does. Yeah, and the zombies don't want to eat him no more. You know, like, it was clever. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a clever twist on it zombie was, stuff with that. It was interesting, like, you know, even though we've seen 5,000 zombie movies before then, but uh, we got one with Brad Pitt, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, I will say that uh, when I heard that David Fincher was rumored to be directing, uh, that did excite me, but great director. 
I, I got that news in the same breath as when I learned that it was canceled. So it was just sort of <laughs> like, you know, like I was ready to uh, springboard off into the pool and someone right. drained out all the water right. as I jumped. So Yeah, uh, sorry about that, dog. Um, <laughs> yeah, so do you think this movie will get picked up and do you think it will be a thing? You think, um, you think it does it have any legs? If it's already in production hell like this, um, I maybe with like a young, younger director, like maybe a younger, hungry director will take up this project. I think if David Fincher turned the project down, um, there's probably a really good reason why. Uh, yeah. And uh, even though budgetary concerns are like what's cited as the reason for the cancellation it could be a, any number of things like he may have wanted to take the story in a direction that the studio didn't like and then he didn't budge on that like budgetary concerns seems like a very uh safe reason right, to yeah. cancel a movie you yeah, know and that's to say someone probably didn't get along with someone on set or just wasn't fucking with it or right script or whatever um now apparently the first installment of world war z had similar issues um, and there was a lot of development told turmoil um, with this, and yet it became a pretty decent movie. It, it got out, um, critics loved it, and audiences liked it as well, um, which gives me possible hope that it will get off and running, because I thought the first movie was decent. Again, I, I did enjoy it, despite it being a recycled trope i think we kind of need to die down on the zombies like after walking dead which has turned into a uh walking talking pile of shit um, <laughs> damn we yeah it's, it's a, <laughs> i don't I, even know if that's a hot take anymore. I think no i think you're absolutely up. right i stopped watching around season three or it, four yeah it's just you know after a while I, I think there is zombie fatigue i think there's zombie fatigue so maybe this might be for the best um I would like to see where it could go, but uh, as far as, you know, it getting off the ground, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, especially if a, a director who has such a great body of work like David Finch, uh, Fincher um, has decided to turn it down, then, I mean, it might just sit there for another 10 to 15 years, to be honest. It, it'll be a while before we hear any news about it, I'm sure. Right, right. <clears throat> yeah, but... Uh, Something that we've been waiting for a long time to get off the ground is Bad Boys 3 and the potential of this actually happening. Martin Lawrence said he's down. Will Smith is down. I, I don't know the director, perhaps, who might direct it. What more do you need? But, yeah, uh, and apparently this whole franchise is taken off because there's news of a uh, potential spinoff into a TV franchise, which uh, okay. I don't need. Here's but, here's yeah, okay. where I'm confused. Uh-huh. I go to look up Bad Boys 3, uh-huh. and instead what I'm met with is an ad for Bad Boys 4. Huh. So maybe Bad Boys 3 has already come out? And we Did we miss it? Did we miss Bad Boys 3? Please comment in the comment section uh, if we have missed. <laughs> okay, so here's... This is confusing. Okay, all right. There's a Bad Boys 3 Back check. that was slated for June 2017. Oh, okay. That, don't that think happened. we got it. <laughs> <laughs> don't think happens. we got it. Yeah. 
because now it is rumored for 2020. However, Uh-oh. Bad Boys 4 is rumored for 2019. So this may just be some sort of glitch in the Matrix. Uh, maybe it's some sort of Mandela effect right. where a lot of you will remember fondly the trilogy of Bad Boys movies that so we missed good. out on 33% of. Dog, it was so good. I believe it now because we've got a fourth one and I just missed the third. Um, so I don't know, maybe that's... So, okay, alright, Digital Spy. Give me, give me some news, Digi Spy. Alright, so there was a film, Bad Boys for Life, right? So that hits theaters January 17, 2020. Mm-hmm. Which means that Bad Boys 4 isn't happening, but Google seems to think it is. Okay. Google might not might know something that we don't, is the problem. Alright. With... <laughs> it's becoming sentient, slowly okay. but surely. What is going on with Bad Boys 3? We don't know. Has it already come out? Are we, have we missed it? What is happening? We don't know. That's the whole mystery about Bad Boys 3. This, coincidentally, is actually the plot for the pilot episode of Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah, no, uh... No, it's definitely, uh... They're shooting, apparently, right now. Okay. Perhaps. Cool, cool. Soon, if not right now, definitely soon. Um, do you think it's too late for this movie? No. No? You think it's going to make some money? I think it's going to make some fucking money. Oh, God. If not for, like, other people, because I'm going to see it 32 times. <laughs> and I'll pay approximately $1,000 a ticket. Okay. So, you know, they'll at least make 32000 <laughs> So they got that money from Ian. You heard it here first. That's we right. We will document it, and we will see it. Uh, and I'm expecting, like, some sort of commem- commemorative platinum DVD right. in the mail Absolutely. for doing so. With commentary by uh will smith and martin lawrence yep and uh their commentary is pretty much just them berating me for three hours to go to the gym and stop watching bad boys three <laughs> <That's> so stupid <laughs> i'm so done with you uh, <laughs> uh yeah I, you know what do you think it's gonna be a summer release or uh what do you think they will it's be? gonna be a summer release you think middle of the summer or you think it's gonna be the all right and shaw effect I need I need to check myself because I just did this fucking research and it said January seventeenth. So if that is their actual release date, then maybe they think that it's like an Oscar film. I don't know because it's still like the height of winter. Wait, can you imagine if Bad Boys Three comes out and it is like a beautiful work of art with like it is due for some Oscar recognition, man. This is like, this, this is... is about two men forming strong right. bonds. Right. This, together this is when in the Will face Smith of adversity gets his first oscar in a bad boys film can you imagine can you imagine uh i absolutely can it's easy if you try what you gonna what you gonna what you gonna do oh man you know what i'm not excited for right. is the dubstep remix of the bad boys song that will accompany the bad boys through trailer <laughs> i will not Blah, abide blah, blah, that bad boys. <laughs> it's unconscionable i will burn right. a theater down there might be a dubstep but there might be like the trap version of it too which i can totally see happening all right i could vibe with the trap yeah, version yeah. maybe with will smith reviving his rap career on it that's he's got to drop a hot ass verse only way i want this movie to be made he yep. needs to have a hot verse in this bad boys three 
remake whatever of that song. That's what yep. I want to hear. The That's track what it music. is. Yep, 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 yep. So, moving on to a segment uh, that we like to call DC Marvel Film News. Ooh, why we're doing oh, this? Yeah. Because everybody <laughs> wants to know about superhero movies. That's the trend. That's, That's what it trend. is. And we're trendy as book. That's right. Yeah, all right. That's right. So, uh, Aquaman has made so much money at the box. Yeah. And neither one of us has seen it. Nope. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're really good at this. Right, we're so <laughs> good at this. Uh, the, Shaz- <laughs> the Shazam anticipation. Uh, Shazam is coming out April the 5th of this year, which yep. is pretty interesting when you realize what date Endgame is coming out. So I don't know if we have a solidified date for Endgame, right. but we do know that it comes out in April. Okay. Um, which, again, like, these dates, like, really catch my eye because, like, DC thinks that it's strong enough to contend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shazam is strong enough to contend with Avengers. Uh, I I sure hope they're right because it looks like a lot of fun. It 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 does. I think Shazam will surprise a lot of folks. But April twenty sixth for Avengers. Oof. Pardon me. We do and have a sometimes an April. Am- like if it's in April twenty sixth. You remember last year, Infinity War was moved up. Couple of dates. Mm, that's right. Yeah. So this could affect, in turn, the time in which Shazam comes out as well. Would Shazam? Is Shazam? Do you, do you think the DC is think Shazam's decent enough and solid enough of a film for way where they might actually move back in response to Endgame, perhaps moving up a date? I think that they're releasing Shazam that early. To be safe, they've now, like, secured the first weekend in April. Mm -hmm. The ball is now in Marvel's court, and for them to determine whether or not they think uh, they can overpower Shazam, and, like, move, should they move their date up, should they move it back... Uh, DC, again, seems super confident in this film. They've really only had one wildly successful film in their DC cinematic universe. What would you call that? A DCCU? They don't even know what to call it. Exactly. I've heard DCFU, DCEU. Yeah, DC right. film universe. <laughs> yeah, if someone on the actual like DC marketing team like pitched DCFU, they were either mad at their boss or they're <laughs> fired now because their boss was mad at them. They don't even know. They don't even... No, they want it to be a shared universe at this point in time. But from the box office of Aquaman, how hot that is, not so much with critics, but with audiences. Um, I mean, James Wan is still an amazing, I think, director. He's decent. Yeah, he's great. Visuals, just the trailers alone. I'm glad that they just took it away from Zack Snyder. Yeah, that's the first step to being successful. Yeah, because you know. I think they're on the right track. I love the vibe of Shazam. I know a lot of people, um, Zachary Levi, don't think that he fits the mold because they think his suit's padded and he just doesn't look big enough. I don't care. I really don't care. I think he's funny. I think the whole. I think Shazam's going to be the best film. I say it right here. I think it's going to be the best DC EU film to date. Okay. 
I, I do. Besides Man of Steel. Man of Steel was fantastic. But I don't Man of Steel no, was good. Know. You have Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Which is was like great. their like standout, like one yeah. critically like and audience wise successful film. The the, the the last act was a bit weak. But it was still a good I could understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it was good. I and I you can't knock the relevance, see, of it's oh, still going to be their most important film most by important far. Film. By and far, no knock on that, but I, I have a feeling that Shazam is. You think they figured out their formula? Kind I think of. so. I okay. Think so. I think it's going to be such a difference between films too, because it's already lighthearted, and that's what people were clamoring for anyway. And I, I, I like the tone of the trailers. I know not a lot of people do. They don't have a lot of hope. They've been burned before by DC, but I, I think this is now. I've said this. <laughs> Plenty of times about DC films. I said this about Justice League. Ian was there. I was like, Justice League's gonna be great. Like, yeah. I love the soundtrack. That's amazing. Like, looks, um, I didn't know how to break it to him. Yeah, yeah, no, it was terrible. <laughs> uh, it was it, the lip, man. The Superman lip. <laughs> I don't. His lip was so CGI. It was weird. You don't remember this? Oh, go back and watch it, dude. Why? Because he had a beard or something? Yeah, he had a beard for uh, Mission Impossible, so they CGI'd his top lip, dude. You should see his face right oh, now. Oh, no. Yeah. Earth-shattering news. Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah, why? Yeah. Who was like, yeah, you yeah. know what? We've spent millions of dollars on makeup. Right. Fuck it. Let's just do computers. Let's just G- CGI his lip. Why not just have Superman with a beard? Who cares? That'd be I dope. don't care. Superman with a He <laughs> was dead. <laughs> he literally <laughs> died. His hair can grow back. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. We we don't care. We just want a good movie. We just want a good movie. Yeah. But anyway, um, I, I I think I think, and I said it here. The first very first episode that Shazam is going to be the best critically. Okay. I don't know if it's going to make the most money. I think it's. Go- I think Endgame will take. Will definitely like. Want- they'll last for about a good three weeks. And then Endgame's going to be on the scene, and they're going to probably flounder into, like, third or fourth spot. I feel like, yeah. Endgame, it's really going to come down to just how well they can wrap up this whole clusterfuck that Marvel has created. If Endgame is great, I don't see any other movie topping it for the rest of the summer. If it's not great... It's currently rumored to be at like three plus hours. Which is amazing. I'm here for it. I think that's great. Because yeah. you're finally like giving a superhero movie, and this happens with superhero movies, high fantasy movies, whatever you want to call it, whatever genre, they're finally giving them the time to tell their story. They're like, all right, we understand that y'all have a super expansive like set of mm-hmm. stakes and circumstances that you're working with and emotional arcs that need to be wrapped up. Take the time to do it. So I think it's great that it's going to be three hours long, but they really, really, really need to nail it. If you have a three-hour-long movie that's not good... It's going to be long. It's going to be... Yeah. And people are just like... Part of me is worried for Endgame. I don't think that they're going to be able to live up to the expectations of the audiences. I genuinely do. I think that... I think that uh, Infinity War made such like a cultural mark and got so many people hyped and generating so many theories that no matter what they do, you will have a significant portion of the fan base that is disappointed in the film. I, it's just so like, that's, that's just how I feel like yeah. based around what I've heard, the things that I've read. I think it's personally going to knock it out of the 
Uh, I hope you're right. I, you know, I might be too optimistic about these two films in particular, um, but I, I just have a feeling, man, it's gonna be, it's gonna be moving. I think it's a lot of tears. I, I don't know who dies, so I'll say this: Who do you think dies? All right. Uh, definitely Iron Man. Definitely Captain America. Uh huh. You think two deaths? You don't think one of them? I I'm honestly upset that they are gonna bring people back. I know you are. No, like, you what a fucking cop out! And like right. the theories are like, oh, they're not really dead. They're in the Soul Stone. Right. Like I I don't care. Yeah. Let them stay in the Soul Stone. <laughs> like it's such like like okay. the the promotion for Infinity Wars like. Oh, it's gonna be real now. There's actual consequences. Yeah. Like you're gonna lose some people you love. We didn't lose nobody. We lost Loki. He ain't even dead. And Heimdall, which is Itch's Elba's. <sighs> Who didn't even want to be in this shit? <laughs> he likely killed me. Alba was like stoked that he had one day of filming and got to get the fuck out and go make Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> that was his goal from the game. That was it. I that was his end, that was shot. his end game. That, um, ooh, look at that. Uh, but I think I think it's cheap. I think it's cheap of Marvel to uh, hype up Infinity War and be like, "Man, you're gonna lose so many lovable folks," and then bring them back in the end game without taking a sizable chunk of them. Still, like, here's my theory. Please hit me with it. I. I think that they will not bring them back. I think it's going to be almost a Rick and Morty situation where they will have to go to a different and alternate timeline. Okay. In order to... Because I think, I think what's going to happen is they're going to realize or, or figure out that they cannot restore this timeline because what has happened has already happened. And I think that's going to be really the end game. With the time stone, though, that's the thing. I know. I may they might be able to, but it might be too powerful. The snap may be too powerful. Okay. I think that's how you get out of the cop out. I am probably wrong. That is kind of what I hope. See, we're already theorizing. Right. So when it doesn't happen, I'm like, well, that's a disappointment. Exactly. It's kind of like the Last Jedi, which we will debate about at one point. Oh, uh, we'll have a whole episode yeah. just for that, where we butt heads. Stay in that movie. I know. You know, I'm coming around to it though. I'm o- I'm a lot more okay with Luke's death. But anyway, oh spoiler! <laughs> oh, alert. Yeah. Spoiler! If you uh, haven't seen it, so go ahead and rewind 15 seconds right. and forget you heard anything. <laughs> if you haven't seen one of the most controversial Star Wars films to date, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I, you know, I can agree with you on some level, but also if you've read the comics, you know that they all die and come back because it's a comic book trope. It happens all the time. That's just what happens. You, I mean, Superman has died like 500 damn times, and he always comes back. You know he's yeah, coming back. Wolverine true. has died a thousand times, you know he's coming back. So All it's right. just, it's a trope. So I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say that it is Stark and Captain, okay. because they, their contracts are up. Yeah. So there's already that. that. Yeah. But like, at the same time, like, there's all this talk about them like handing off the mantle to someone else or other. Um... Vision needs to be gone. Like, no one cared about him in the first place. Sorry. <laughs> you got a uh, bunch of Vision fans who are just uh, like, oh, uh, Yeah, you. right? You're, I know. I'm in danger now. Uh, Unsubscribe. Uh, like, <laughs> I, I just, I feel like I need to see at least four characters get gone for good. Mm. I think Hawkeye's going to die. You do? I think Hawkeye's I've heard, uh, it might have even been from you, the theory that he's going to turn into Ronin or whatever. Oh, like he the will evil. Be Ronin. 
But I think spiritually he's gonna die. No, I think I think he's gonna die. Die. I think you will okay. see Ronan in this, uh, which is a more badass take on Hawkeye. He's gonna lose his family. This is what I think. He's gonna become uh, a lot more vicious. He's gonna be willing to kill if he has to. But I think those consequences, he, he has to feel those. I mm. think he has to read what he sows. So in order to do that, he's going to risk his life to make sure that his family's back. I think that would be poignant and really cool. Plus, he foreshadowed it, like, hundreds of times. Gotcha. Um, I think Iron Man will definitely die. Yeah. He's gone. I think Robert Downey Jr. is just done. I think he's done with it. I mean, like... He's been doing I, it for I, no, I think he appreciates like a decade plus now. What how it like revived his career, and I, I don't think he at, at all uh, hates it. But I think he's just you can just tell man, he's ready to go home and do something else. Yeah, he ain't trying to do this shit no more. That's not surprising. Not at all. Uh, no, I think Cap won't die. I think he'll go away. I think mm. he'll like almost like walk into the sunset almost you know like okay yeah um i think there will be a new captain america i think it'd be really cool but i, I don't see cap dying but though those are the doors not dying because they just found out what works for him yeah like ragnarok he's was just s- in his groove he's just good well, it took him t- three fucking movies to find out <laughs> how to use thor but they chopped his hair off and they made it work i yep. don't know how they made it work and i love it um but yeah so that is Endgame. And also, Matt Reeves has finally been confirmed for Batman. He did the, if you guys aren't familiar with Matt Reeves, he did the uh, Planet of the Apes, the new trilogy from the Planet of the Apes, the Andy Circus Planet of the Apes, which I think are fucking phenomenal. Some of the best, most underrated films, actually. If you haven't seen it, make sure you watch it. He's a great storyteller. Um, so this is very encouraging news. Um, I think he's already been brought on for it like a year ago, but I just want to put it out there because his Batman will not involve Ben Affleck. He will no longer be Batman. From all of reports are stating that he's done, and they're probably going to look for the next Batman and that's kind of unfortunate because I thought he was the best part about the Justice League and also Batman vs. Superman I thought his Batman was phenomenal honestly another hot take y'all he's probably my type of first favorite Batman I don't like Michael Keaton's Batman I don't. so I yeah. saw Michael Keaton's Batman when I was super young yeah. so I won't comment on like the earlier classical Batman Oh, I will. I hate, I don't like my Batman. <laughs> I'm sorry, and I know it's a hot take. I know a lot of people who love and will die on that hill about yeah. Michael Keaton being their Batman. He do, doesn't do it for me, guys. I'm sorry. That's fair. I don't like Tim Burton. I don't like any of his Batman movies. I, I, I even though that's synonymous because they worked on the same Batman. I don't, I think they're weird. They make me feel weird. I don't like them. Sure. Yeah, I know that Tim Burton is not right. necessarily uh, uh, someone whose aesthetic, like, no. you, you vibe with a lot, no, which is it, totally cool because he does have, like, very similar palettes for everything. It makes my dick soft. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's... <laughs> but you know, you know who you get hard for is Matt Reeves. I do. I love me some Matt Reeves. Yeah. I also love. I mean, I think so. Nolan's Batman movies are the best Batman movies, hands down. 
Sure, yeah. Christian Bale is my favorite Batman, um, but I will say Ben Affleck as Batman really was really good. It's just unfortunate that everything around him was trash. And I feel like that led to his decision to leave. Absolutely. Was, you know, he just didn't feel like he was part of uh, something that was worth his time. Yeah, and it's sad to see him leave, but I think Matt Reeves will make this amazing. His whole take on it is to really focus on the detective elements of Batman, which I think are the most boring elements of Batman, but that's just me. I, another hot take, didn't care for the animated television series. That I watched as a kid. Yeah, I didn't care for like. I mean, you know, it was kind of boring. It was something that was on, and I was a kid, and that's what I needed. This is our first and last. uh, (laughs) We will have no re-listeners. They're gonna pick up episode one and be like, "These dudes are trash." They don't know anything they're talking about. Put it back down. I will say this: Mark Hamill as the Joker is amazing. He's always gonna be the best Joker. He's always gonna be. You can't. You can't top Hamill. And then a very close second would be um, for me. Mark, uh, not Mark Hamill. Well, that, that would Mark Hamill. The very close second to Mark Hamill would be Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. There was, is no second is no to second. Mark Hamill. <laughs> He's Ledger, obviously. Uh, oh yeah, but a lot of people like Jack Nicholson. That's fine. Whatever floats your boat. I still think those Tim Burton movies are trash. But anyway, it's it's really sad to see Affleck go, and it's going to be interesting. I don't really care for the detective elements of Batman. I know who, would, who, would, who would you, if I could ask, uh, yeah. who would you have take Affleck stead? Who do you think the new would be a good replacement for this Batman? Honestly, I would go with Idris Elba. Oh, fuck, I mean, everybody would go with Idris Elba. And if we really don't want anyone else to listen to this show, that probably was a nail in the coffin, because I know a lot of Bat fans purist and want him to be white and i think we've seen that already we've yeah. seen it already i'm tired of white batman i don't think it's ever been done and i don't understand why i don't think it's even in the comic iterations right not at it's all not even in elseworld or anything like that. i think one time i think a person takes up the mantle um who is a person of color um i forget his name because i was never really into the batman series but i'm pretty sure that somebody does take up the mantle for like a second and batman's right back gotcha uh but I, I really think it makes sense for Batman, personally to me, to be someone of color, someone who's underestimated as a billionaire, and who, you know, this that dark element to him, I think really speaks to, um, to, always spoke to me, and I thought it was really cool, and I think it would be really cool if they went out on a limb and just did it. Not just to do it, make it make narrative sense. Certainly, yeah. But yeah, handle, I, handle it... Uh... With care. Exactly. Uh, and not just like have it be like mm-hmm. a publicity grab. What about you, if you had a cast back there? Oh, fuck me. I mean, I think Itris Alba is a, a top choice, yeah. honestly. Um, if I had to choose someone other than him, this is me looking up like actors to play Batman right now <laughs> in Google. Ermie uh, uh, Hammer, I know, has been like for the role. See, I don't know enough of his stuff. I know that he's, like, done a lot, but I, I don't know. Sorry to bother you. Um, no, yeah, I know yeah, who he is, is, but, like, I just haven't seen a lot of his work. Yeah, um, just the look and aesthetic, do you think he looks like, he looks like a Bruce Wayne. I can... He could be a Bruce Wayne, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe, uh, Chris Pine? Ooh, but he's already in the DC. Is he? Yeah, he's, uh, the love interest of Oh, right, right, right. 
Uh, alright, well then, fuck, fuck, nope, not, not Chris Pine, but he was like the first one that came to mind. That's a good, um, that's a good one. If he wasn't already in it, right. I would totally be down for that. that like, because cool. he's kind of got that look. You dye his hair, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen him as a brunette, but you, you give him that brunette look and like, see what happens. Um, what about Zac Efron? I mean, he's built like yeah. he could be Batman, he for sure. Be. I'm actually going to go with Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, he is my Batman choice. Uh, you know what? DC needs to get it together and just have DDL walking all over set, only responding to Mr. Wayne. Yeah, there you go. And uh, I want to see what comes from that. I think I think we're ready for an older Batman. I think we're ready for, for a Batman that is uh, more storied, maybe a bit more battle scarred, and. Uh, you know, wow. has some fantastic facial hair. He's keeping the there yeah. will be blood mustache. Yeah, he has to. That's yep. the only And uh that's, that's the only way. That's the only way I'll go see this new Batman is if they bring me DDL. There you have it, folks. In a Kevlar suit. There you have it, folks. Okay, uh another trailer that dropped, uh this is another Marvel piece of news here, Captain Marvel. Hmm. Um which looks really cool. A lot of um It does, yeah. Double agents, some scrolls. Uh, I don't know if you, uh, anyone's familiar with the scrolls is listening, but uh, they're an alien race who can disguise as anything and even copy people's memories, which I think will play in the long run, perhaps even a little stinger at the end of Endgame where we find out someone else that we've known all along is a scroll, which would be interesting. I've, I've actually heard that theory too. Right, right. If you th- can think of anyone who could be a scroll. Who do you think? This whole time. You know, considering that I just heard the word scroll for the first time in like the past two weeks, uh, if I had to pick one person to be a scroll, I think it's the long con. I think it's Groot. <laughs> I think he didn't, he wasn't able to learn the language, so he's like, I'm gonna just be a tree fucking dude, and Yo. no one will suspect. Groot's been the scroll Groot's, all along. Hashtag Groot's a scroll. That's Groot's a scroll. <laughs> Hashtag Groot. I am scroll. You scroll. Leave a comment in the comment section. Who do you think might be a scroll? And then games are in Captain Marvel. But I think this is really huge for Marvel. Their first female-led superhero film, which mm. took them way too long. Yep, they're a little behind the curve a there. A little bit behind the curve on that one. But I think this will be really good. I think it it's almost a transitionary movie, though. It's kind of like Ant-Man and the Wall. It's to get us to in-game. Certainly, yeah. Know? Yeah, It's and it's to explain what I think is uh, the final piece of uh, Doctor Strange's plan. Yeah, absolutely. Like, this is this is a piece of the puzzle that we didn't get to see pre-Endgame, uh, but he certainly did. But what a smart way by Kevin Feige and the production staff and the directing and the writing staff by having it take place in the 90s. So you already, just by the date, differentiate between what's going on now and what happened then. Mm, mm-hmm. That way it does still... It is its own contained story just because of the date that it takes place. And then probably towards the end we'll probably get a stinger as to how she connects. Maybe even in the film, how she connects brilliantly, I'm, I'm sure, with in-game and the beeper, the pager that was sent. Yep, that Nick Fury uses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 
I'm excited to see what they do with it. Mm-hmm. Certainly. I'm curious. I don't know all of the history behind the formation of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I feel like this like will be the time that we see S.H.I.E.L.D. form. We see Nick, and he clearly is not the same Nick that we like know from the MCU. He's got like, both eyes. He's got both eyes. Huge difference. Right. I wonder if there's going to be like this like <laughs> this running gag about what's going to take out his eye. When will he lose his eye? When will he lose his eye? It's going to be something super minor, like he just had a really bad pink eye right. and like just, had to get it scooped out. Like, <laughs> it's like these red herrings of like an axe flies by. And like, oh, this is it. It's like, nope. when does his eye happen? It's almost like it's almost like the hot tub time machine guy. Exactly with his arm. arm. Yeah. Yeah. I would thoroughly enjoy that. Right. <laughs> Much more than I enjoyed hot tub time machine. <laughs> um <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, uh that about wraps up our news and um and trailer talk. And trailer talk. So. I do have I do have just one little activity uh, for uh, for us to do That's when we close out. Uh Ben, what's gonna happen uh-huh. now okay. is I'm going to read you taglines from some famous movies. Oh damn. And I, I really need you to just try to try to guess oh, what movie it could possibly be. Oh, now, I'm gonna tell you this. Apparently, taglines in the 90s and thousands okay. had like nothing to do with their films. Oh, I love so it. So you are like pretty much taking shots in the dark, and I'm excited to see what comes of it. Oh boy! Are you ready for your first one? Let's go. All right, here we go. Then these are from the 90s. These are from the past 30 years, okay. uh, right, and I'm see. only gonna throw you like three to five. Okay. Uh, right, let's see. Let's see. Okay, the first one. This film was released in 1997. Uh huh. Compose yourself. Okay. This is serious. Uh, this is, yeah, High we, stakes we game. Serious word right now. That's right. We're artists. Yeah. The coast is toast. <laughs> <laughs> and this was in 97? 97. The coast is toast? Yeah. I can Boy. tell you... So, I didn't know that he was in this, but I can tell you from the little JPEG image that they have, Tommy Lee Jones is in it. The coast is toast. Uh. Lee Jones is in this. Yep. And the coast is toast. Yep. Boy, you know what? I'm gonna have to go with uh, the fugitive. (laughs) (laughs) Albeit, given some of these taglines, probably not the worst guess you could have made. (laughs) I was like, time to go in the '90s. Fugitive. I don't know. It is volcano, in which a super volcano destroys one of the coasts of the United States. Fucking movie. It's a movie. I and again, that's why I don't expect us to do stupendous. But uh, that so we represent the casual movie going audience. Okay, thank yep, you very yep. much. <laughs> Yo, if anyone sees this movie, please, is it worth a watch? Tell us in the comments because I really don't care enough to look. All right. Okay. This is a this is a film that was released in 1984. Okay. Um. I will give you this just to make it a little bit easier. It's well. Let me give you the tagline first, and if like you give me a blank expressionless stare, I'll give you a little bit more clues. Does for rock and roll what the sound of music did for hills? What what year is this? Eighty four. Okay. You definitely know this movie. Is it Footloose? 
No. I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. 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 All right, genre. It's like probably one of the first mockumentaries there ever was. Oh, Spinal Tap. There we go. Okay. This is Spinal okay. Tap. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Footloose. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even. Know. All right. Okay. 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 So. <laughs> this movie was released in 1994. And this is like a little bonus question. I don't expect anyone to get this one. Okay. But I just love the title and I want to say it in a podcast. So I'm going to throw this one at you. Okay. All right. The tagline is, get a grip on yourself. What, what, what year? 94. 1994. Is it, is it Flubber? No, but that would work, it, wouldn't it? You, kind yeah. of, because it's slippery and it's sliding. Like, yeah. uh, I literally just wanted the reason to say this in a recorded podcast. Right. The movie's title, released in 1994, is Spanking the Monkey. <laughs> no idea what it's about. Wait, wait, who's in that? I don't know. Spanking the Monkey. Yeah, no. I know. Uh, the 90s was wild. The 90s. They were out here wilding. Uh, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to give you the cast list at the end. I want to okay. do two more. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Um, okay. <clears throat> All right. Uh, here we go. Thinking the monkey. Yep. Lord have mercy. So this this movie was made twice. Uh, originally in I think the later fifties, early sixties, and then once in nineteen ninety eight. And the tagline is for the ninety eight release, the classic story about a boy and his mother. Ah uh, no. This is um, hit me with it. What you got? Uh, it's a Hitchcock film. Mm, okay, yeah, you're on the right track. Uh, Psycho. Exactly. This is when there uh, we go. Vince Vaughn's in that. Yep. Anyway. And, and he actually just... in bad. Yeah, he wasn't bad. The movie itself is pretty bad. Though. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But he wasn't bad. He's just no. a comedy, but he wasn't bad. Yeah. All right, we're one for four. <laughs> Those other ones, I was like, I don't spank the monkey in volcano. That, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, that's right. We're one for three because spanking right. the monkey. I just wanted to say. I got well. I got Spinal Tap as well. I feel a little. Oh, you're right. Out. You're I right. Mean, so what are we? Two for four. Two for four. I don't even know how many I've done. Right now. Yeah. I would have an F. There you go. <laughs> it's a batting point five, right? Yeah, is that bad. what it is? Yeah, look. Yeah. Okay. I'm at five hundred right now. All right, all right, all right. I got I got one more for you. All right. This is the final one. Okay. The bitch is back. What year? <laughs> what year is it? 1992 it was released in 1992 it is a sequel the bitch is back the bitch is back okay so i'm gonna be real with you anything below 95 is sure yeah understandable uh, uh you definitely know this franchise the bitch everybody knows this franchise it's a really really big horror franchise Bitches back. Yep. So it's it's. Uh, I imagine that the antagonist, or well, in our eyes, the protagonist is a woman. So the protagonist is definitely a woman. I don't know if she's the bitch. Oh. Oh, is it um? <clears throat> is it Halloween? No, no. I uh, think less uh. Supernatural and more extraterrestrial. 
There's a big, big clue right there. Okay, God, hold on. It, it, uh, people probably screaming, it's this, it's this! Uh, <laughs> Ironically, uh, uh Extraterrestrial? Think, think extraterrestrial. Get the fuck out of here. Well, okay, extraterrestrial. What's what? what's another word for an extraterrestrial? No, uh, alien, extraterrestrial. You think about space? It's a, is it involving? It's a sci-fi, sci-fi horror. It's sci-fi horror. Is Absolutely. It, it's alien. It's... It, it's alien three. Okay. Yes. Yeah, okay. there we go, there we go. Right, I right. didn't expect you to get the number, because that would have been wild. Okay. Like, you would have had been a diehard Alien 3 fan, which right. I don't think exists. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, wow, that movie was, is bad, from what I heard. For people who like that I forget if it's, like... I forget if it's 3 or Resurrection, but one of them is, like, unanimously disliked. Oh, you know what? I, I will say this. I enjoy Prometheus. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I really thought Prometheus was really cool. I think the problem with Prometheus... is too different from the Alien franchise. No? Uh, I think it needed to be more different. Because it seemed to me like they couldn't decide whether wanted. or not it wanted to be an Alien franchise. Uh, They're like, is it a prequel to Aliens? Is it like something else? Because like they had the zombie dude, and then they still like made an alien creature at the end. Uh, you know what would have been really cool? Hmm. If they didn't let us know it was a prequel. Yeah. The marketing, nothing. It was just Prometheus. It's by Ridley Scott. That's all you needed to know. Yep. That and is they, a failure on the marketing team, probably. It. Yeah, it's all you need to know. Anyway, that was great. We're off track. Thank you for right. playing uh, Tag You're It. That's what I'm calling it right now. It That's wow. a terrible I, name. I like that name. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Before we uh, get going out of here, uh, we want to let you guys know where to find us. So we are at Too Many Flicks Us with a number two and Flicks with an X mm-hmm. uh, for Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. The same handle. That's again, Too Many Flicks with a number two and Flicks with an X. And you can find me at, on Twitter at, at BTJenkins91. And Ian, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, you at me, by typing in BabyGotKnack. Uh, and that's my Twitter handle. I'm relatively new to it, so come roast me and my ideas and Ooh. feelings about uh, movies. Ooh. And we'll have all the info on how to get in contact with Too Many Flicks in the description for your convenience. Yes, yes, yes. So this, is, this is us signing off. Before we leave you, I want everyone to know that Spanking the Monkey, released in 1994 currently sits at 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Holy shit, it must be really good. That's a conversation for another time. Right. When we dissect just what the fuck happened. We'll watch that. I think we should watch that. It's yeah. next on the docket. Yeah. Alright, All right, thank you very much. Uh, thanks. Please support. Love you. See you.